Ayin Zainam at Bayes on the third line. Let me just flip back one moment to the bottom of Ayin Vavam at Aleph. We had uh, Rabbi Yochanan who said the case was essentially you were shechting the animals but in the Azara. And Reish Lakish had said that it was uh, kachim animals that got mumim and they were being shechted uh, outside the Azara, like Bechutz in, in your backyard. So it says the Gemara Bishma, Rabbi Yochanan didn't want to say Loyamar Karibshim and Lakish. Why? Because Rabbi Yochanan wanted to establish the case of being not only if the animal had a mum, but even even if we're talking about animals that do not have a mum. Ella, I would squiggle underline the Ella, also squiggle underline the Bishma that we started with. Ella Reish Lakish, my time Rabbi Yochanan. Why did Reish Lakish limit it to being only in the case of animals that had a mum? Why not say the Rabbi Yochanan? that it would include even animals that were blemish-free? Well, here's the reason why. Amar Lach, Reish would tell you the Pasuk that says, Utevachai oi mecharai. Some of you may have the correct version of the Pasuk about that word, oi. So it's sort of equating that you have to be able to both shecht it and or sell it. A and B. Any scenario where you would have the ability to sell it, you also have to have the ability to shecht it. B, however, if there's no ability to sell it, then you wouldn't have the ability to shecht it. Now we're talking about an animal that is kodshim here. Since dechimazvin kodshim. If a person tries to sell kodshim, lo havya machira, it's not a good machira. Basically, because when you have a kodshim animal that is blemish free, you can't take it out lechulin. It's basically once kodshim, always kodshim. That's why Reish Lakish wanted to say we're talking about balei mumin, where you have both the ability to uh, sell it and the um, ability to shecht it. I'll read that again. Lo havya machira. And therefore, less nehu b'tzvicha. Kama. Now, this um, Rabbi Yochanan Reish Lakish va'azdu letamayu. The uh, two of them um, had argued about this issue previously: whether you need to have the ability to do both a shrita and a sale. Uh, either one would be good, or uh, not is according to what we've heard them say elsewhere. De itmer, uh, itmar. We have the following issue: Hamaycha trefaladiver Reb Shimon. What would Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish hold about a person who sold an animal that was a trefa, according to Rabbi Shimon? Now, Rabbi Shimon is the, the one, again, who holds that a shechita, she'en ruuya, is not called a shechita. It has to be a shechita ha to be called a shechita. That's one of the requirements for it to be referred to as a shechita. Um, so, again, now we go over each of the opinions. Rabbi Yochanan, who we circled, Amar Chayev, person would be Chayev there, Chayev to uh, pay the four or five. Afal Gav Deleza Betzvicha, this is Rabbi Yochanan's opinion, even though um, you can't shecht it, because again, within Rabbi Shimon, since it's a trefa, uh, you, you're taking a knife and slicing back and forth is not going to help uh, make it kosher to eat. Still, there would be an ability to sell it, whereas Reish Lakish, who I circled, Amar, 
Poiter, he says the person would be Poiter, since shechting it won't be a kosher shechita, then leise also be mechira. The following Tanaic source goes for about a line and a half. We box it off. It starts here. Um, you have a person who's a thief. Thief can steal lots of different things. In the Bryce's case, there's two different possibilities of what he is uh, stealing. He's either stealing an animal that is kilayim, uh, like a mixed species, or uh, stealing an animal that is a trefa. So, ganav kilayim vitavcha, kama, or a trefa ubachra misham tashlumi arvechamisha. I put a double underline uh, under the word kilayim, ganav kilayim, and then I dot underline vitavcha. Then I double underline the trefa and dot underline umachra. So in this case, you have a person. He's stealing either a kilayim. How do you get a kilayim animal? Let's say um, the mother was a kisva, like a, a, a you or a sheep. The father was a taish, was a goat. Um, that's the case. And then you shecht it. Just a shecht and not sell it. Or a Trefa, you uh, steal a trefa animal, umachra, and sell it, not shecht it. Mishalom tashlum erva That would be, that would fall under the category of somebody who stole and also sold or shechted that he have to pay four or five times. That's the end of the snake source connector. My love, Rebbe Shimonhi. Well, should we not say that this is the snake source going according to the opinion of Reb Shimon from the fact that when it came to the trefa, it said that you sold it, didn't say you shechted it because apparently. It's and that's Shita's Rib Shimon, so this would make it Rib Shimon. Alma, even though you don't have the ability to shecht it, because by definition it wouldn't be a good shechita, so that's not a shechita. Ise, yet you do have a mechira. That would be a question on Reish Lakish. Reish Lakish says back to Rib Yochanan, Lo, the author of the snake source, is not Rib Shimon, rather it's the Rabbanan. Well, one second, if it's the Rabbanan, Irabbanan, Trefa. So when we said the case of the Trefa, the option that we had was the person was selling it. Why only selling it? The Mechira Isa, uh, to get a four or five payment, there would be a possible to sell it. Bezvicha, Lesa, if it's the Rabbanan, even if it was Shechted, it would be a, it require a four or five payment. Well, says Reish Lakish back, Ve'ela Mai. Well, then what's the option? You're going to say that it's Rib Shimon? Well, if it's Rib Shimon, comma connector, Kilayim, which is the first case, if in the Brisa where it's stole Kilayim, Bitavicha Isa, only Shechting, there would be the four or five pen, but Mechira Lesa, there wouldn't be, comma connector, Ella, again, says uh, Reish Lakish, Tana Tevicha, uh, the author of the snake source taught the case of Shechting by Kilayim, and you know what? Who had Mechira? The same would apply even if it was sold, that there'd be a four or five payment requirement by the Ganav. Ema, well, then I would say, Lerabana Nami. You could have it, Dorabana, be the author of the Tanaic source. Tana Mechira, and it taught the case of Mechira by Trefa, Vehuadin Le Tevicha. Well, Rabbi Yochanan's response to that would be if. The way that you're understanding the Tanaic sources is according to the Rabbanan. And when it says Tficha, it really means Mechira also. When it says Mechira, it really means Tficha also. Rabbi Yochanan would say, then why was the Tanaic source taught in the way that it was? Rabbi Yochanan Marlach, Haimai. Yamris Bishlama, if you want to say the author of the Tanaic source, it's not the Rabbanan, but rather Rabbi Shimon, Aidi, since the Tana Trefa be 
Chada, in the case of Trefa, is only a singular example. The only possibility is a Mechira. And therefore, Tana Kilayim also, only one, even though the truth is both a possibility, Bechada, the other possibility, which is where you were Toiveachit, even though if you sold it, it would be the same thing. If you, like Rishal Kishwan insists, the Tanakh source is Shittas Rabbanan, then there'd be a much clearer way to teach the source. Ne'arvinhu, why not just mix the categories together, the nisninhu, and teach it as follows. This is a one and a half line suggestion of how that brisa, if indeed it is the Rabbanan, could have taught itself in a much simpler way. Put the right angle in over here. The rereading goes till the end of the next line. You have a person. He stole either an animal that was kilayim or a trefa, comma, and then he either tavchan, Shechted them, or Machran sold them. That would be a much simpler way. Like you steal either one of them and do either one of those things. You have to pay four or five, and it didn't teach itself that way. And the Gemara indeed says, well, uh, Kasha, that would be a little bit difficult for the Reish Lakish understanding of things. Period. Okay. Um, we had uh, mentioned in the Tanaic source about 14, 15 lines ago that if he stole Kidlayim and Shechted it, now, there would be a four or five uh, payment requirement. So we say, one second, kilayim, question mark, comma, connector. The pasuk has the word se ksiv, right? Shor o se, connector, ve'ama rava, and it's basically a different context, but rava had said that when you have the word se, he's saying this in different contexts, but we have the word se by us, zebana av, I put an arrow in the margin pointing down. We're going to refer back to this. And about the 10th uh, line of Ayn Chassam Aleph says, Rava, this is a, a bana of, it's a binyan of, it's a central issue which we, with which we learn to other things uh, from. Komakum shenemar, wherever the pasuk in the Chumash uses the word, in quotation marks, one word, se, you know what it's coming to tell you? That whatever the topic being discussed is, it's a cell, like a proper sheep, and not a mixed species. Okay? Uh, that's then, how could we possibly say, if it's said by a thief who was stealing a shoro seh, and uh, seh, well, seh would exclude kilayim from being shayach to the halachas. So the Gemara answer is shiny hacha. Well, here is different. True, it says the word seh. However, shiny hacha damarkra, the pasuk says, oh, that, that word in quotation marks, or, the rabbi says akilayim, which comes to include, like if it didn't have the word or, you wouldn't, it would say it just says sad, but it says oh, which comes to include even a case of akilayim. Okay, so that sounds like the word oh would come to include other things. Really, is that like a general rule of the chol? One word in quotation marks, oh, in the pasuk. Le rabbi su is coming, the rabbi's question mark, comma, the hatanya. We have a brysa that clearly indicates that's not the case. The brysa goes for all of about nine words. Pasuk says, Shor oi kesev, that's the pasuk, a ox or a sheep. That's, well, we just said it should come in to include, but it's prat, is coming to exclude kilayim. And then the pasuk continues, o a's, uh, or a uh, goat, that's prat lenitme. Okay, um, sounds like the word o comes to exclude, not include. Well, Amarava, Rava says that you basically have to look at each one of the topics in context. Hachamin Yanadikra, the Hachamin Yanadikra. Both of them are in the context of what's being discussed, and we'll see right now what that context is, colon. Hachagabe Geneva, 
I underline Hachal Gabi Gneva, and then the next line, the last word is Gabi Kachim, I underline Gabi Kachim. So over here, when we're talking about somebody who steals something, and he's going to have to pay like the four or five times if he shafts or slaughters it, Dixiv, the Pasuk says, quote, three words, Shor Oseh, She'i Ata Yachol Lahoitzi Kilaim Mibeinehem. So an ox or a sheep. You cannot crossbreed an ox and a sheep. It just it doesn't work. And, and therefore, since you cannot bring an offspring or a kilayim uh, offspring from them, then the word O must be coming, not to exclude, but is to include kilayim. However, what does it say by kodshim? Dirsiv, kesev, dot, 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 ve'ez. The two animals mentioned there are a sheep and a goat, you could actually uh, crossbreed those and it would at, at times be effective. In that case, then the word O, which I put in quotation marks, is lemaitu. There is coming to exclude. Asks the Gemara. In the case of Kodshim, which we just said comes to exclude Kilayim, but over there it says Nami Ne'emar. You have not only uh, Kesev. And an A's, you have before that it says, quote three words, Shor O Kesev. Now, the Shor and the Kesev, you cannot crossbreed those two. And, and we should include with that. In other words, the other O, which is between the Shor and the Kesev, should be Marbe Kilaim, should include Kilaim. Well, we're not going to do that. You know why? Because since the O word, which is later on in the Pasuk, me deseifa, since the O word near the end of the Pasuk, in between uh, Kesev and A's, is Lemait, then the Resha, the O word, earlier in the Pasuk also will say is Lemait. Well, why do you say that? Why are you using, like, as the precedent center, uh, the precedent setter, the O that's at the end of the Pasuk, under Rabba, quite to the contrary, me derasha, why not use as the precedent setter, the O that's near the beginning of the Pasuk, it's coming Lerabais, coming to include, then the Seifa also, the O there would be coming Lerabais. So the Gemara takes a step back and says, that really wouldn't make sense. Hi, my, colon. E, Amris, I vectored the word E, and two lines later in the middle of the line it says, Ella, E, I vectored that. E Amris Bishlama, if you want to say that it's coming, Lemait who de itstrich tre miuti, that's why you would need two miutim to exclude two scenarios. The afal gav de imit kilayim, even though in the first pasuk we excluded kilayim from being shy, the first part of the pasuk we excluded kilayim, itstrich lemute nidme, we would also need to exclude another situation. A nidme is a um, animal that's born that looks sort of not like its mother, that that would also be excluded. If you want to say that since one O is the rabbis, the other one is, then why would you need two ribuyim? If you're going to include tre ribuyalama, kamahashta, kilayim arbile, if you're going to come to include something that's a genuine uh, offspring of a mixed species, then nidmemibaya, would you need to tell me something that is not Mixed species, and it just kind of looks a little bit strange? Certainly you wouldn't. Period. They put a corresponding arrow pointing um, back up, which is really going back to the, um, right at the end of the narrow lines in the previous Amud, where Rava had said, Elahadama Rava, the Gemara now asks. Well, that which Rava had said, um, again, probably about six lines from the bottom of the previous Amud, I also put a long question marking in the other margin, going from here to the last word of line is key about eight lines later. Here's the Gemara's question. 
That which Rava said, This is a general rule. Anywhere else in the Torah, Shnemar, where it uses the word, It's coming to exclude what? Esakilayim. Okay, well, like, where is that case somewhere else in the Torah that you would apply this? And we have a number of possibilities, and apparently it doesn't work with uh, just about any of them. E, I squiggle underline this word E. The last word on the next line is an E, I squiggle underline that. One line later, the second to last word is an E, I squiggle underline that. Here's a number of possibilities. Says the Gemara, if you want to say that it's being used so that whenever you see in the realm of Kodshim, the word said would come to exclude a Kilayim, well, it says, like, outward, out, it says clearly there anyway, you don't need this limit. It says, sure, oh, Kesev, that's Pratla Kilayim. So we would already know that Kilayim wouldn't be Shaykh to be brought as a Korban. E, I we learn this word, E, if you want to say it's for. Meiser, in this case, it's a Meiser behema that you have to take one tenth of uh, all of the uh, new um, animals that are born into your um, animals. Well, you would know that kilayim uh, doesn't count for that because you have exerashava tachas tachas yolif mi kodshim. You have it says by um, Meiser behema. Um, Tachas Hashavit, that has to go underneath the rod. And it says by um, Kodshim, Tachas Imais, you would learn that Zerushava Tachas Tachas. You know that already. Ila Bechor, if it's coming to tell you that um, the Kedusha that goes to a firstborn wouldn't be to a uh, Kilayim firstborn, well, uh, and there's two possibilities if you're how you would know this. Either A, Ha'avara, Ha'avara, this is Zerushava, it says, Vahavarta Kolpeter Rechem Lashem. That's uh, Kedusha, the uh, firstborn. Uh, and then it says, Kolosher Ya'avor. We would know that from Meiser. Inami, B, Nidme Amris. You're talking about something that uh, appears to be something else. Nidme Amris, Lo, Dixiv. The Pasuk says, Ach, Bechor, Shor. So it equates the firstborn to the parent, the firstborn of a shore, which seemingly requires that the offspring and the parent be the same type. Adshehe hu, shore, the um, mother's a shore, ubechayroi, shore, and the offspring is a shore. Kilayim ibaya? Do you even need to tell me if it's a crossbred? I'm like, certainly wouldn't be the case. So that's really the question that what is the other scenario, apparently, that we need to have this precedent-setting ruling that uh, se comes to exclude Kilayim? Ella, here's the answer, Ella ki itmar, de Rava, when Rava's din was said that there's a se, and that's precedent-setting to tell you se, and not Kilayim Inyan, Peter Chamor is coming for the topic of the firstborn, um, firstborn donkey, where it says that you redeem it with a Seh, and Rav would be telling you that, uh, yeah, you're dealing with a said, not with a kilayim. How do you know that? You know that from here. It's not. Like the Mishnah says, we have a two-line quote of a Mishnah, Masechus. Um, you cannot redeem your firstborn donkey. You're supposed to redeem it with a set, but not with loba egel, not with a calf, uh, like a baby cow, Velobachaya, or not with, let's say, a, uh, a deer. Velobishchuta, not with a set, even if it's a set, but if it's shechta, that wouldn't work. Velobitrefa, not with a set, it's a trefa. Velobikilayim, I dot underline that, that's what we're looking for. Velobikoy. Koy is some sort of product of a behemo, which had relations with a chaya. Anyway, all those wouldn't work. The main one we want to focus on is kilayim, and how do you know you can't be poda, your petter chamor, with kilayim? We know that from 
the president of se, se means se, not kilayim. Okay, Ula Rebbe Lazar, Dematir Bekilayim, according to the other, there is a Tan out there, Rebbe Lazar, who allows Kilayim to be used for that, Ditznan, like we have a Mishnah also in Bechayrus, uh, goes for about six words, the quote of it, I box it off, Rebbe Lazar, I'm er, or Rebbe Lazar, Matir Bekilayim Ibnei he would allow Kilayim, because he views that as a Seh, might not be a purebred Seh, but it is a Seh, in which case then, Lamai Hilchasa, what would Rava's teaching that set is a general rule to be taught elsewhere? Like, where is that elsewhere that it would apply? Amalach Rabbalaz, well, Rabbalaz would tell you, Kiitmar de Rava, you know where it is? When Rava said his din, that's Latame Shenoilad Minha Tahor, the Iburai Minha Tame. Okay, so literally that's the uh, uh, non kosher animal that's born from the kosher animal that its uh, mother's impregnation was from a non kosher animal. So it says Rashi. Rashi is. Cross mirror about five lines up. Uh, bottom line, what is that? That's a para shialdasus. Mom was a cow, dad was a horse, um, and the offspring is a horse. So it's a para shialda that gave uh, birth to a sus. It looks like a horse, and its father's a horse. Or a rachel shialda chazir ve'aviv chazir. Mom is a rachel, dad's a piggy-wiggy, and the offspring is a also a, a piggly-wiggly, a chazir. Even though mom was a totally kosher animal in both those cases, I underline those two words, would be usher to eat. Okay, and since it said the word shor, and the word se, more importantly, the word says, which is this type of case. Basically, if mom was a kosher animal, but dad was not, the fact that it says se there, se, not kilayim. Udelok Rabbi Yeshua. Back in the Gemara, this would not be like uh, Rabbi Yehoshua. Do you, Rabbi Yehoshua? He learns it from somewhere else. Mise kesavim, double underline the yud and the mem sofi at the end of that word. Vese izim nafkale. He, he learns it from the plural of se kesavim and se izim. And the way he understands that uh, phrase is ad aviv keves ve'imoy kivsa. When it says a se that comes from the kesavim, dad had to be a kesav, mom had to be a kesav. Period. The Gemara has a basic question. What do you mean if mom was a cow and dad was a horse, or mom was a sheep and dad was a pig? They can't crossbreed. So the Gemara answers that, yeah, usually they can't, but uh, there are there is minimal or a little uh, room for an exceptional case. Uh, could you have a tahor... Um, um, from a Tameh, and can mom and dad be one's Tahor animal, one's Tameh animal? Answers the Gemara in Dekaimalan, and again, this is a pretty limited case, but Dekaimalan di aber mi kalot kerib shimen. Now, what is that case? Rashi on the top line says, uh, literally, it's that it became impregnated from a kalut like Rib Shimon. What's a kalut? Now, normally, one of the signs of a kosher animal is the split hooves. A kalut where the, uh, it's together, is where the hooves are not split. Says Rashi, Kalut parsoisav klutois. Uh, Kalut is where his, the, the hooves of this uh, offspring animal are not split. They're together. Tahor. The issue is, though, that it was born from a kosher animal that had split hooves. For Shimon Karile, Reb Shimon would refer to that as a tame. So if you have one of those, it would be able to impregnate a regular uh, kosher animal that did have split hooves, period. Boy, Rava. Rava has a question. It takes about six lines to develop and starts here. Hare alai ola. That's what a person says. Behold, I'm going to bring an ola, says Bob. Okay, now 
an ola can be brought from different types of animals. It can be brought from a bull, a cow. It can be brought from a sheep. It can even be brought as a bird. He didn't say. He didn't specify. But what did he do? Hifrish, or he set aside uh, for that uh, declaration. He had made a shore. Uba, acher, veganov. And some other guy comes and steals it. Can the thief get himself off the hook by giving back me, me potzar, ganav, nafshe, colon, connector, or So he stole, let's say, a $5,000 cow. He wants to get off the hook by returning a $1,000 sheep, because that can be an ola, or the truth is it could even be a $50 bird, because that can also be an ola, according to Rebbe ben Azariah. It's not. Like we have the mission that says that those things can be brought as a Allah, uh, if that's what a person said as his declaration, says the Tanaic source, the Mishnah and Menachos amongst other places, Yavi Keves, he has to bring, or can bring a sheep. He could certainly bring a cow if he wants, but he has to bring a sheep. He can even bring Yavi Tor Oben Yona, the uh, bird, which is the least expensive of all of them. And therefore, we want to know regarding this guy who stole a person's shore, my. Me, Amrin, and do we say, shame oila kabli lave, the original person who just declared that he was going to bring an ola? Well, he's going to bring an ola and as a replacement. Oh, Dilma, Matsyamarle, or he can say to the Ganav, listen, Ana mitzvina mufchar, but you know the Mavid. I wanted to do a bigger mitzvah. Like the, the bull is a $5,000 ola, is a much bigger mitzvah than the other one. And therefore, if you want to return something to me to bring us an ola, it's got to be the same type of animal. Basar di Baya, after Rava asked it, Hadar Pashat, he answered it, Ganav? Like the, he shouldn't have stolen in the first place, and if he did steal it, he should return the exact same thing. But you know what? He can get himself off the hook by returning even something of lesser value because it counts as an ola. He has this teaching, not as a question and answer, but just an outright teaching. If a person declares, uh, I am going to bring an ola. And then the next day he goes out for Hifri Shore and he separates out an ox for it. Kama, the next day, Ba'achar Ganova, some guy comes along and steals that ox. Kama, for that Ganov to do Teshuva, Patzer Atzmai, Bekeves, he would be allowed to get himself off the hook to take care of the thing that he stole by giving a Keves, according to the Rabbanon, which that could be used as an Ola, or an Ola Sa'of, even a bird, which would be an acceptable type of thing that could be brought for a person who declared, Harei Ben Azaria. I've gotten.